Welcome to another edition of the Lions Lounge. We have Sam and Jack Jordan putting on the podcast tonight. Continued thoughts and prayers go out to our other partner, Tyler, and his family. Now to review the Lions game at Soldier Field yesterday. Sam, what are your opening thoughts? So going into this game after the uh, matchup last week against the Ravens, I really thought we were going to come into this game where we were hungry for a win and we're going to do whatever it takes to go ahead and win. That was not what happened. We, uh, in my opinion, we choked, um, and it goes right to Jared Goff. Each game he has had either a a great first half or a great second half, but never a complete game. And in this game, he deemed have a complete anything. Uh, Maybe a complete fourth quarter, but he was so indecisive. He was very inaccurate on his throws, and that's... Not like Jared Goff. I know I've seen him when he played for the Rams, and especially this season, we've seen what he's capable of doing. But after those errors that he made, those three, two or three fumbles, which now he has five fumbles for this season, it is not like him. And those fumbles were very costly. It hurt our offense especially after all the work that we did to get down into the red zone. And it was just disheartening to see how bad Goff performed. And we were looking to him. He's he's one of the captains of our team. But yet he was not making those wide-open throws to either Cephas or Raymond uh, or even Amon Ross St. Brown. He was overthrowing them, and especially TJ. There were some passes where if he just set his feet and threw it, TJ would have had that pass caught and got another 10 yards. Um, But, Jack, can you think of anything else that I'm thinking while while I'm talking about golf right now? I think in general with the uh, offense, when you have something good going, you want to keep it going. So what I mean by that is – One of our best assets about our offense is our speed, especially with our wide receivers. If you get the ball to Raymond, even to Cephas in some respect, um, they're going to get the ball, and they're going to go. And that's what I love about them. We didn't have that type of speed uh, with Patricia at all. So to be able to go and have that, it really creates a different uh, chemistry, if you want to say, with the quarterback and a different mismatch. Uh, Going way back when to uh, Coach Campbell got introduced, he said he wanted to put our best against their best and see which mismatches we could go and have. And then if we win those mismatches, we win the game. Well, if that's the case, and we had some success with Jamal Williams running the ball, Throughout the game, I believe he had 60-some yards rushing. Why did we abandon it? Why did we have to go for fourth and one? Which I'm not saying I I go against it. Yes, I'm always a fan of getting the points. But if you're going to go for it, let's go and get it then. But we were 0 for 2 on fourth downs. And the play was always to a passing play to a wide receiver. Why didn't we run the ball when it's fourth and one? 
I thought that's one where you want to go and trust what you got going on for you. And when Goff isn't setting his feet to be able to make a good throw, then why why are we still giving him the ball? Yeah, um, I I agree with you. I know um, on the running back situation, especially on those fourth and ones. Uh, but what was your take on the offensive line after yesterday compared to the previous games this season to the tough Bears defense? You know, I it, it was tough to go and watch. There are some times that they bonded together and that they were able to go and give Goff some time to go and uh, set his feet and throw. Sometimes I think it was Goff that didn't set, set his th- uh, his feet and be able to uh, see the pressure coming in the situation. Um, but Sewell did not play well. Uh, hands down, he did not play well. Um, he He's the biggest one that stuck out to me. I just uh, thought they did a great job opening up some holes uh, while rushing the ball. But passing-wise, our pass, uh, pass offensive line was not was not good at all so maybe that will change if we get tyler uh decker taylor decker back this week and move sewell back over to right tackle we'll find out is there anything else that you saw that i didn't no i i think you said it all especially with the offensive line um sewell there's really no easy way uh for him blocking because I, in my opinion, the NFC North has some pretty good edge rushers. And for him to be going up against the Ravens defense last week and doing pretty well, and then this week he was matched up against um, uh, Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack is one hell of a defender, and it is very tough to stop him. And he did his best, but he also gave up two sacks in the meantime. So... It it's a tough game, but if you're strong mentally, then you got to look past it and look towards uh, building upon it next week. Well, and it was also a tough break for that offense um, to be able to uh, lose Ragnow as well. Uh, Ragnow is the center of that offensive line. Um, very weird miscommunication between Ragnow and Goff when he was trying to go and change the play. Um, and accidentally snapped the ball, and then after that he got hurt. Uh, so hopefully he's not out for a while. Um, but he's he's such an important part, and I think Ragnall's finally getting that respect that he deserves. Uh, Sam, on the flip side for the defensive line, what? How did you think that they performed? Um, did they bring the pressure like they brought it against Lamar? They did not, and I really don't think they – they may have done a lot of film study on the Bears, um, but after the Bears gave up nine sacks to the Browns, I knew that it was going to be tough getting after the quarterback. Um, and it surely was. But we did not put nearly as enough pressure as we should have. And Fields had all day to throw, and it was – to me it looked like a totally different defensive line from – previous games each week we have gone up in sacks and this time we took we went down in sacks and in pressure um it did suck when uh romeo got hurt because he is a key component to our defensive line 
and defense, but at the same time, somebody always has to be willing to step up and be ready to be that person to get that defense going, to get that pressure on the opposing quarterback. Um, but I was not pleased with it. This game was very rough. Justin Fields was a great quarterback. I enjoyed watching him at Ohio State. Um, but at the same time, we our, our secondary was terrible as well. I understand we're on our third, four-string corner, and they took advantage of that. Um, and I hope that in these weeks coming up, we finally get that person to step up to help Amani because right now he's doing it all in the secondary. But, Jack, who do you think is going to be stepping up in the absence of Romeo now that he is hurt with the torn Achilles? Well, I think it's uh, between three, if not four, people. Um, Austin Bryant is one of them. Charles Harris is another. Julian Aquara and maybe even Deshaun Hand. Um, we don't know when Flowers is going to come back. Hopefully he comes back this week, but we'll see. Um, but each of those three guys... Aguara has done well in his limited snaps, and I understand he's raw, and that's why they played him so much during the preseason. But let's still be able to go and get him out there. And I think Romeo can help Julian in his preparation, in his reading of the of the uh, defense, through film study and all of that. Charles Harris is a proven uh, veteran. Um, when he got signed, uh, Fordham when said, hey, I need you to sack the quarterback. I need you to pressure the quarterback. And that's what he's going to go and do. Um, so I think he has a, an extended uh, chance to go and do that and be able to get ready for it. Um, Austin Bryant, I like what he's been doing. Um, being able to, you know, get some good snaps, get some uh, quality snaps in games because usually he's been injured. So knocking on wood, he is going to be okay. Um Sam, I got to get your take on this in a second, but hear me out. Hear me out. Sam, why is Will Harris still a Detroit Lion? I don't get it. Am I seeing, are you seeing something that I don't? Because he is constantly getting beat or out of position or not being that help that our secondary needs. Uh, There was a play that, Bobby Price, I think, was in zone, or he was playing man-to-man, but he knew he had cover over the top, and that cover wasn't there. The receiver had caught the ball before Will Harris started running to go and help him out. I mean, how many more chances do we get? And then why is Tracy Walker coming off the bench? Why is he being phased out for more of Harris and Marlowe looks compared to being Walker and Marlowe? Sam, help me out with this. No, I definitely agree with you, and I'm starting to get frustrated as well. Yesterday, I couldn't tell you how many times I saw him miss tackles. I I know I looked up yesterday to see the stats, and yes, he has a lot of tackles, but at the same time, he is missing a lot of tackles. Yesterday, he could not wrap up to save his life, and especially at the safety position, that's a very important job. To me, that's the captain of the defense next to the linebackers. But because if somebody gets beat, it is on the safeties to make that tackle so they don't get more yards. And yesterday, Harris fa- failed multiple times doing that. 
And I agree with you, Jack. It should be Walker and Dean Marlowe. I think those two will work very well together. And I think it's time for us to go ahead and either let Harris go or try to find a trade for him like we did with Collins. But Harris needs to go. If anything, then you just go ahead and put him on special teams. But I think even then he might mess up there. Is he out of position? Is Will Harris supposed to be a different positional player than being a safety or do you just think there's no position to go and help him and we just need to cut our losses it would be a very difficult move if he wants to go ahead and become a corner um it's it's different feet it's different footwork you got to train mentally to make sure your feet turn this way that way and instead of just backpedaling like he does for his safety it's i don't know I really don't think there will be a role for him on this team. Um, I think we should just go ahead and cut our losses, acknowledge that he was not the greatest pick for us, um, and we just got to move on. Next man up, and we'll bring somebody new to the team to help us out. What about you, Jack? What do you think? I just don't see Will Harris fitting in the Lions' plans. I was shocked that he actually made it through uh, the preseason um, I, I understand the Lions want to go younger, but I think there's also younger, more hungrier, uh, free agents out there that are, would be willing to go and take, uh, a chance at being able to go and play in the NFL. And I think we have to go and look at them. I think our, uh, secondary needs to be led by Walker and Marlowe and not Walker, Marlowe or Harris. Um, Another thing I'd like to get your take on is our cornerback situation. Now, it's not terrible because Armani had his second interception in two games now. Or, sorry, in three games because he had one against the Packers. No, he did have one against the Ravens. So, um, it's not all bad play. But Bobby Price made that transition from safety to cornerback. Do we think that he needs to put in a Ballantine or Worley to go and get uh, to be the starting cornerback and then phase in Price for a few snaps each possession? Right now, we're counting on him to uh, be the guy on the outside. Is that a fair assumption on him? I don't think we need to throw him in right away because, as I saw yesterday, the Bears targeted once they saw him in the game. They targeted that wide receiver that he was guarding, and he messed up. And I understand that is a difficult uh, decision to go ahead and move from safety to corner. But I also liked what I saw from Daryl Worley yesterday. Um, I saw him get a few snaps, and yeah, he did pretty well. But it's I think it's going to be a minute until we find that solidified second cornerback that will help us out the most. I think we should give Quinton Dunbar another chance. Um, I liked, I know he, it was a family problem during the, uh, summer camp. So I understand that, but we never got to see what he's truly capable of. And I know what he was in his prime and he still has many years to go, but I think we should go ahead and give him another call so we can get his expertise and his playing ability and, he could possibly be the person to step into the second cornerback role. But, Jack, what do you think? 
I think we have some players that can go and play. Um, and, you know, we know with having such a young team, they're, they're going to be, you know, strides that they're going to, there's going to be some learning curves to this season. And I get that. But when it's the same stuff happening over and over and over again, at some point you just go and say, do you get it or do you not? Um, I have no problem with being young, having a young team, but I want us to be able to embrace that and be able to come together, have those veterans really take over. And I think that's why Brockers was such a huge signing. And he had a good game, I thought, yesterday. And a few times uh, the announcers were calling his name. I think until we are able, and quoting Aqib Tlaib here, until we are able to play a complete game in all three phases, we are going to continue to struggle. It's not just being able to go and finish strong in the fourth quarter like we have against the 49ers or against, um, you could even say the Bears a little bit yesterday, or even the Ravens playing a complete game, all three facets of the game. And until then, it's it's going to be a long season. I get that. I want to see progress. And I think that's all the fans are asking for. So, Sam, what do the Lions need to do to beat the Vikings this week? Mind you, we just played the Bears, and now we're playing the Vikings. It seems like we're following the Browns and their schedule because they just played them. So what do we need to go and do to go and beat the Vikings? Well, after everything that we talked about, first thing is Goff has to be ac- more accurate. He can't be indecisive. He needs to know where he wants to throw. But he's also got to look around, like I said, against the Packers. He would look around like the left side of the field. He's got to survey the entire field, see if there's an open receiver, and throw a dart to that receiver. He cannot overthrow them. He cannot be inconsistent. Of course, there will be some throws where he just has to get rid of it. But when there's an open receiver, he has to connect with them. Second thing is, if the running game works against the Vikings defense, continue with it. Mix it up, yes, with the passing, but give it to the two-headed monsters that we have, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. And I was a little surprised that Swift did not get the start yesterday against the Bears. So I would hope that after a good week of practice, he'll be the starter um, come next week. Uh, another thing, we have to be able to put consistent pressure on the on Kirk Cousins. Um, we cannot allow Dalvin Cook to get free and to torch us for over 200 yards like he did to us last season. Um, if our defensive line can't penetrate and get after him, then it's going to be a very long day for us Lions fans and for the Lions defense. Um, Jack, what do you got for us to beat the Vikings on Sunday? I would love to go and say it starts with our offense, but I think our defense has to keep us into the game. If our defense goes and gives up touchdowns right away, the game's going to be over. We can't be able to go and say, oh, hey, we're going to go and play defense for a quarter, or hey, we're going to actually step it up in the second half. All four quarters, we got to be able to go and play defense. 
So with that being said, we got to go and bring the pressure that you went and talked about. Who is going to be the next man up for Romeo Aquara? Is Charles Harris? Is Austin Bryant? Is Julian Aquara? Is even Deshaun Hand a possibility of bringing that pressure to be able to go and make Kirk Cousins not a god that he's looked at, been looked at lately, and his fantasy numbers and his touchdown numbers? But rather, can we at least make him uneasy so that way he can't set his feet? Now, by no means am I comparing the Browns defense to the Lions defense. Because the Browns defense has so many big names. They pressure the hell out of the quarterback. We can't do that right now. But can we channel just a little bit of that and be able to go and say, hey, let's go and get after him. Offensively, uh, for the Vikings, they have so many different targets. They got Jefferson. They got Thielen. They got Cook. I mean, they're they're firing all on all cylinders. Even Conklin is in there a little bit right now. So, defensively, we got to go and take some of that away. And if we can't stop the rush then what can we go and stop? Can we at least slow them down? Can we get a few good snaps in a row? So this is going to be a big, big uh, practice for the Lions heading into a very, very tough stadium to go and win at. So it's I'm not predicting a win by any stretch, but I want them to show improvement. I want to see that, hey, you know what? Yes, we've lost four games in a row, but the season isn't lost. That, hey, we can still get better. We can still go and win and play together as a team. And I think if they buy into that, they buy into Coach Glenn and Coach Campbell and Coach Lynn, hey, everything's a possibility. And um, just one more statement before we uh, end this episode. I would like for us to play a full Three phases of the game, like Jack said. And if we lose, then that's fine. But if we are able to show the Lions fans and the whole NFL that we can play those three special teams, defense and offense, all four quarters, 60 minutes, and we lose, I will be okay with it. Because that means we gave it our all and we were tough to the very end. Um, but who knows? We could pull off an upset. I think every week we're going to be looked at as the underdogs. So we need to look at that as a little um, improvement each week so we can finally start proving people wrong that we are a different team than we were in previous years. But it has come time for us to end this episode, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. But as always, go Lions. One pride. Have a good night, everybody.